Good morning, Christopher. How are you? <laughs> Good morning, James. Man, I must be really funny. <laughs> well, I love today's coffee for some reason. It's it's extra warm and I like my coffee hot. I don't like it mildly warm. I, I like it so even if it's hot outside, the steam is <laughs> rising into the air. If it's not burning my mouth, I'm not satisfied. Wow, I, I hate that. <laughs> I, I can't drink it like that. I don't want to drink it like that. I, I like, you know, anything from lukewarm to lukewarm. Now, on the other end, when it's warm outside, I love Cold iced outside? coffee. Oh, you, you said warm the first time. When it's warm outside, I like my coffee ice cold. And then it's the opposite. I want it like nearly frozen. I, I do the cubes. I don't like, like a, I'm not like the kid who wants the coffee slushy. I don't know. Do they have coffee slushies? Well, when you, Starbucks, whatever that frappuccino, that's, that's what that tastes like to me. That's All just right. like a coffee kid drink. I don't uh, I frequent. I, I've, been, I've, been to, I've been to Starbucks once. Before so. we start, I just want to quickly tell you something that I'm really into, and I don't know if you know it or not. Um, I'm really into homemade architecture, like um, somebody who has no experience or or training in building a home structure, but decides they're going to build one and make it successful, like so, make a successfully stable structure that you could actually spend time in. So outsider architecture. What'd you call it? Outside, because uh, there's a term in the art world card called outsider art, and that is for untrained artists, people who just do it because they just have to express themselves. Um, and it's kind of a dumb term. And a lot of people who claim to be outsider artists really aren't. But it's not the same as folk art. We're not talking folk it's, art. It's it's similar. I think they started using outsider art because I don't know if it's more PC or something, but it basically replaced oh. the idea of folk art. Okay. Well, an example of what I'm talking about is um, I have a friend who's Greek and we've gone to the island which his family is from a few times. And most of the houses there were built by great, great, great granddad. And each kid after that, each son, usually the oldest, will add on to the original structure. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's sometimes brick, sometimes stone, sometimes wood, but usually not. Uh, today, it's almost always brick and stone. Um, and so you get to see these unusual structures and then they just plaster it and paint it white. Mm -hmm. So they all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> In Arizona, um, there's been a thing going on for quite a few years where a lot of the peoples on the different uh, reservations here in Arizona, the elderly have literally frozen to death oh, geez, through the winters. That. It's terrible. So the what they had did what they have done is is they found a way to make an inexpensive home made out of straw bales, mm -hmm. and the deaths went down as soon as they started building these a few years ago. And you basically, like Legos, you know, you stack right. them up and you throw a piece of wood on top, throw a piece of uh, plywood, and there's your structure. So in two weeks, I have already purchased oh. just my hay bales. I shouldn't say hay. Hay is grass. Straw, Straw bales. Straw bales, okay. <laughs> and we 
and I say, we, my youngest son and I, we're going to go up to a piece of property up in, uh, I have near uh, the Grand Canyon and I'm going to build a straw bale home. So what are you going to cover the walls with? Okay. So traditionally how they're done is you haul in water after you build it and mm-hmm. you, you literally just take the mud and you push it right. into it. And that's what we're going to use. It's just going to be old fashioned Adobe style kind of stucco. Mm-hmm. And, um, then we're going to go back in a few more weeks and do something probably not so natural, organic. I'm going to take a little bit of concrete and just put it at the very bottom for probably the first five inches for two purposes, not just the rain. Can you guess why? Uh, mice and insects? I li- I wish they were mice. I'm down with mice. Oh. No, we're talking rats. I mean, they, they got ground rats out there and they are just these ugly things and they don't live, they live in the ground. They dig holes. You, you would think they were gophers and then out comes this scary <laughs> rat looking thing. Anyways, and um, they are the carrier of, well, it's not PC to say this anymore, but there used to be a disease up in Northern Arizona called the uh, Navajo fever mm-hmm. or like the Navajo plague. I know that sounds terrible. There's deer mice also up there that makes it like medieval times, the mice and the rats and everything else carries. Was fleas this a deadly disease? People and yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you don't get care pretty quickly, it's easy. It's an easy fix, but um, it's a, it's a long fix anyways. So well, that's, yeah, so that's, that's the plan is, man. That's, uh, that reminds me of a show I heard with uh, Joe Rogan. I know everybody likes to beat him up for not being PC, but this guy has done for more for social justice than I think anyone, any other podcaster or, or almost anyone else around because he talks to some really interesting people. And one of these guys he talked to, I think his name was Dr. Hotez. I could be wrong about that, so I'll have to double check. Uh, but they were talking specifically about infectious diseases and how it's very easy to get funding for... Um, disease control and disease programs overseas. You know, you can get Americans to donate a lot of money for that yeah. stuff, but they don't look at our own backyard. He was talking about these diseases that we have down South in the poor areas of the South, oh, geez, the south. which um, nobody's taken care of. And it would be fairly easy to, and cheap to do so, but they're just, there's just no, there's no attention to it. And one of the funny stories he was talking about was one of these diseases, long lasting disease effects is that it kind of lowers your IQ. So this kind of slack-jawed Southerner has some basis in fact because a lot of Southerners have this disease and it affects their IQ and it's because nobody cares about the Southern Americans. I don't know if these are related. Is the disease called starvation? Because people (laughs) are literally starving in the United States in areas, and I don't mean to shame Kentucky or Tennessee. It's just that they have some areas out there where there are children, malnutrition, uh, not swollen stomachs, because they have access to sugar, but that's about it. Um, yeah, there are millions of kids across the country who no one cares who are, are, <laughs> who are what they say uh, you know food insecure. There's an organization called Feed Our Hungry Children and a, a smaller one, less known one called Feeding America's Hungry Children. Um, I've volunteered for it twice now, and you're right. Almost all of the monies. And the food and everything goes to other countries. But the reason I participated in it is because one of the areas they service are those hills that I'm talking about through the Kentucky and the Tennessee area. And and it's a great, great organization. And and if anybody out there is listening, it's a lot of fun. You go there and you make food bags uh, for families and it takes one night. You have a great social hour with your friends. And at the end of the the evening, you feel really good because you actually did something. If 
not for the community. Um, you know, you're helping children. I mean, how can and you a local f- community or, yeah. or lo- more local. Well, more you know, local. actually, my my son uh, has has worked with the caring coalition that we have here in the neighborhood, and that's exactly what they do. They they make uh, bag lunches and um, bag meals for local kids. And and, so, and I don't quite understand why more people don't volunteer. And let's just say you have you're not of an economic level where you can't donate money. I get that. But to donate three hours once a year or twice a year, that's not really that big of a deal. And it is the only way we can help each other. It's just a little bit of time. It doesn't always have to be money. Yeah, I guess the problem with that, and, I, and we're on opposite sides of this, Not we both support it, the idea, it's, but you actually do it and I hardly ever do it. It's, uh, you know, you got to deal with humans and I don't like humans that much. <laughs> Yeah, it's just uh, it's a personality type. If you if you're not what is it an orange? I oh, right, remember. from when uh, Alan Henry was visiting us a few episodes ago, was telling us our colors. I'm green, so I'm just not supposed to inter- interact with humans. <laughs> it's actually bad for me and bad for them. I, I would probably do more harm than good. I was disappointed that I I'm still disappointed that I'm not the color gold. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll say we both wanted to be colors just because we like the colors, not because of what they stand for. But going back to my but straw, oh, go ahead, as a green analytical yes. person, I I completely accept a bit, but you can't because you're creative <laughs> and you just don't want you don't care about the analytical part. I'm sorry. Go. What, what story are we talking about now? Oh, the straw bales. Oh, so straw I'm bales. Really yeah. To go up there. So what I'm going to do is get as much finish as I can in two weeks, and then I'll bring back some pictures. That's you know you keep saying pictures. I have yet to get a <laughs> single picture from you, but I would love to see pictures and maybe even a video if it's not too much okay. to ask. So are you gonna have a flat roof on that or a pitched roof? What kind of roof are you gonna put on there? Well, that's a that's it's gonna ah. be flat for the most part at a slight angle. So okay. one wall is just going to be a little bit taller than the rest, and it's not a big. It's basically a shack. It's gonna be the same size as a large shed. It's just a place for me to go, where I don't always have to set up my tent right away, so I can roll in late in the evening, just walk in. Well, initially you said for the family. I thought exactly. No. <laughs> Oh, so the family can camp at home while you go off in the hills. Um, it's going to be enough so the family can, it's going to look like a large, large tent size. You know, like um, it's basically going to be six by about 10. A bit narrow, but pretty long. Yeah. Enough so you can put a but couple you, cots in there. Yeah. And, wouldn't you want to make okay. it a little bit wider so you could sleep across it too? Because then you get a lot more people in. That's true. Well, of course, be, you don't. It doesn't sound like you want people. <laughs> it's going to be based on the the, the haystacks because of course kinda, they restrict things. Of course. And I'm talking the inside. The outside's going to be bigger because those hay bales are pretty wide. Oh yeah, you know, I, I mentioned you meant inside. Yeah, those are <laughs> not being a farm boy. What are those like? They're two and a half feet wide, maybe. Yeah, they're about two and a half, maybe closer to three. So that should be a pretty significant amount of insulation. Hail bales are not a science. They're not exactly all the same size. (laughs) Some are a little longer, some a little shorter, and and they change size depending on the weather. Oh yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) To your point, yes, they make great insulation. Yeah. See all these things I don't know anything about. (laughs) All right. Let's get a quick warmer upper. And then uh, I want to talk about Apple TV. What do you mean Apple TV? Apple doesn't have a TV. They've never made a TV. (laughs) All right. Let me get you something. Thank you. You've been in your house so long, you don't even remember what the sun looked like. But you ain't ready to leave those four walls. But you're sure tired of looking at that dim floor. It's ugly. And you want something a little more interesting. Well, you should check out Google. 
outrageous when you own an outrageous floor. We got all kinds of fun patterns like, like flying monkeys and some of my favorite paisleys and bubblegum balls. We got pizza floor, pepperoni if you like it. If you're still learning how to read, we got alphabet floor. And that ain't spilt soup. We got covered wagons with horses. We got grapefruit and green grass, fire trucks and fireflies. We got chickens for your kitchen. Heck, we got a floor to look like you're floating in outer space staring at a big old Saturn and even possibly Uranus. Keep your mind clean and come on down and go rages for some go outrageous flooring. Woo-hoo! That's G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S dot com. See you soon. While I'm sitting here waiting for that yummy coffee to arrive, I just wanted to share with you, we also have another podcast that we do called Pop Sub. We mostly just talk about whatever subject is popular that week. So check it out, popsubpodcast.com. Riding in a radio, sitting on a TV show, watching the radio. Running fast to a podcast. Is it gonna last with the freaky cast? Wonder where I'm going. So we're ba- we're back. Thanks. Apple TV. So I uh, wait. Hang on a second. Go ahead. I need to clarify. Are you talking about Apple TV or Apple TV Plus? Oh. Do you know the difference? I do. Do tell. Apple TV is their wickedly overpriced set-top box yes. to stream content. Apple TV Plus is their streaming service, which you pay for monthly and get their um, their shows. Years ago, and I'm talking, whenever that uh, protest was going on in Wall Street. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, I, was, I, I went to that protest. <laughs> did you, you psycho? <laughs> That is a whole story in itself. I thought we talked about it once, no? No, we didn't. All right, I'm going to have to one of these days. So I think we'll have to remember the name first, though. Occupy Wall Street? No. Yes. Is that it? Okay. So a few years ago, they had a thing going on in New York called Occupy Wall Street. Um, I was staying at my sister's house, and she had purchased this little teeny box. It looked at the time like it basically looked like a, a, a computer drive. Because remember okay, the computer drives, right. you used to be able to purchase them. They were square. Yeah, but the kids don't know what, a com- they, they're thinking thumb drives. No, so not they thumb have a, drive. It was uh, about two and a half inches tall and about the size of your hand. I, I would say if you took four iPhones and stuck stacked them up like in a hay bale kind of situation, <laughs> that's about the size of it. So she had one of these and I got it going and I was kind of flicking, trying to get it to work. And I thought uninterested, don't know why she has it. What's on HBO? (laughs) I want to watch The Sopranos. That was that time period. Um, So never thought about it again. Uh, I I see it from time to time when I used to go in the Apple stores because James and I are both Apple people for the Uh, most part, but you don't have an Apple phone. I go both ways. Oh, I have a PC, a Windows PC, and an Apple desktop, laptop. I have an Android phone. I have an iPad. I, you know, I don't restrict myself. Well, that's that's good. Um, I do restrict myself because I've been using the format since the '80s, and 
um, I am constantly being asked to help people on their PCs and <laughs> that alone makes me continue to purchase <laughs> apples. <laughs> so you can just demure and say, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know anything about PCs. <laughs> I just know Macs. <laughs> I'm not that snobby. There are some, no, I'm not snobby. I was, I was trying to say, you no, know, I hear you, but it's, it's kind sounds... of, it's kind of the opposite of being snobby. It's like, I'm too dumb to understand PCs. Oh, right. Oh, sorry. Uh, See, I am too dumb. There, there is uh, not that we need to talk about this too much, but there is a benefit for being in the Apple ecosystem all in because there are some apps that work really well across all the platforms. I really enjoy notes. It's a great platform. It's a yeah. great, uh, um, it's a great app in and of itself, but it also really syncs. It syncs very well across their devices. And it's the only thing that annoys me is that it's I, there's no way for me really to get it on my Android. Phone. Well, it's interesting, uh, moving a little bit away from Apple, when you decide you like a brand for whatever reason you like it, when it comes to technology, I have found if you just stick with one brand, you rarely have problems. So um, back in the 90s, every single thing I owned was a Sony. Never had any glitches, happened to work good with the Macs. Um, perfect. And then I started getting into cameras, inexpensive cameras, and I thought, ah, Panasonic. So then I started, then I started buying Panasonic equipment and it all worked together. But when I tried to put the two together, uh, not so good. Well, I think if you're trying to put Sony together with anything, that's where the real problem is. Not so much that you're sticking with, if you buy Sony, especially in the old days, you had to stick with Sony and you, you, in the old days, everyone had a standard, uh, compact flash card they were using, except for Sony. They had their own memory sticks and that was just a real drag. So I think in general, you can, you're fine mixing brands as long as it's not Sony. And maybe that's it. <laughs> maybe that was my problem. But with the apples, I have found same thing. When you start putting Apple products with Apple products, they work seamlessly. A, a small child can put them together. Um, when you're working with PC, so you got, for example, a Hewlett Packer product, you try to mix it with a um, an IBM product. It, sometimes there's a little bit of that's that's issues. just that's the PC world, and a lot of that comes down to well, here we go. <laughs> Windows is still it has always been a pretty good platform. Uh, the problem I've always had with Windows computers always comes down to software, and it's not Windows software; it's the third-party software that usually comes pre-installed. I remember one time my mother-in-law was having a real tough time with her internet connection on her uh, work laptop. And I discovered that, you know, she, she had the the um, default Windows application that was trying to handle her Wi-Fi. And then she had, uh, it was it was Dell had their own application on the same computer pre-installed that was trying to handle the Wi-Fi. And then she also had a Verizon dongle for getting uh, internet through the, the cell towers. And so she had three applications that were all competing to try to, control her Wi-Fi. That's the problem that she was having with Wi-Fi. It was because she had three applications and they were, they were not <laughs> working properly together. Well, with the Apple products, I've never really had that problem because, right, because everything's pre-installed. Pretty for the most part. And, and it, 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 to try to wrestle something away from the system is a little bit more difficult. Whereas the PC, you know, that was, if you go to the, the, well, in the old days when we had Microsoft stores, you could go to the Microsoft store. One of the advantages of going to the Microsoft store though, if you bought something from, from there, it would have nothing pre-installed but 
windows. It was a clean install. Yeah. And those, and, and as, as a clean, a clean install when you buy it, but as soon as you take it home and you start trying to use it and you install and do well, anything other no, no. than office, you're, you're screwed. Well, well right. But the, a lot of that, up. a lot of that pre-installed software is there specifically to try to generate money. They're paying to get on that platform. So they're doing things that are not in your best interest for the most part. And, yeah. and you know, it's, it's not good. Uh, and as a slightly more advanced user, whenever I got a, a new Windows computer, the first thing I would do is to do a clean install. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so I'm at my sister's house, bored to death by Apple. I'm going to HBO. Now, years later, um, I'm talking to you, I think a week ago, and you say, have you seen the show Ted Lasso? No. And you're like, you say, well, it's on Apple TV+. Plus. And I really had no idea exactly what Apple TV was. Plus, yeah. I get advertisements all the time for it, and it goes delete <laughs> right away, or I try to block. It. Anyways, so I go for the free subscription, mm-hmm. and I turn on this show, and I absolutely love it. And let's—I'd t- like to talk about it tomorrow, actually, on on our our pop sub podcast. Yeah, we, we can do that. So. How long is the uh, free subscription to Apple TV Plus? Well, the thing said five days, but then a day later I was thinking, okay, I want to make sure, I need need to figure out the data so I don't go past the free subscription. And it gave me seven. So um, I've been watching it for a week now. You're excited about a seven-day free trial. I am because I really plan on turning it off. Now, <laughs> generally, generally, I would say that's kind of cheap. A thirty, a seven-day free trial is pretty cheap. Just give them thirty days. Give them a month, right? Except in Apple TV's Plus's case, that would be a little tough because that's their whole catalog, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so that's exactly my point. So <laughs> I'm watching. I'm like, I love this show, and I start watching another one because it has that actor Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and just seeing his face attracted me to the show. I wanted to see, he's the one that actually started that show. He's an act. Okay. So a little side note, the reason I respect this actor is he's done a lot of the things that, uh, that he's a go getter. He could not get work as an actor. So he just said, screw it. I'll get my own show and I'll get a top name. That's not so top at the time. Danny DeVito. They didn't start with Danny DeVito. No. Second, second or third season. That's one of my favorite shows. Uh, and I, I thought it went downhill a little bit with Danny. I didn't really understand why Danny was there, and I don't know that, that, that they really needed him. So I, the thing about him was, is I really respected him because he's a go-getter. So now I wanted to watch this other show on Apple, and so I watched a couple episodes of this other show. But you're right. The catalog, I mean, after five days, you're toast. I mean, what's there to watch? Well, and so the two-plus days was not like a plus. It was not an Apple plus. So, but that also speaks to another problem with Apple. TV plus is there, I don't, they seem like they have the best marketing department in the world and they keep coming up with stupid names. I don't, I can't even keep track of the iPhones and how dumb they've been. The something, something, something max. I don't even remember. Um, but Apple TV is the stupid set top box. It's a physical device, which is like 10 times overpriced. It's a hundred, I think it's $180 where everyone else in the market is $30 and has more features. So, so there's that. And then there's Apple TV plus, which is their streaming service. Neither one of which really, I think describes what it is. Well, this is my sum of what I gathered purely from observation. I've not read this. I've not seen this, but this is my observation. Apple is trying to get into this, a streaming version 
of cable. So for example, is if you're on, if you decide you're going to have cable at your house, you can buy packages. So you can have like Showtime, you have an HBO, you can have AMC, and you can choose these different packages to whatever your thing is. And there's different prices. So there's a high price, a low price, the minimum price, the maximum price. So what I think Apple is doing is you pay five bucks a month, $4.99. You pay your five bucks, you get into Apple Plus, you see these other channels, and that is the new cable. It's streamed. And you choose Showtime. All, all the ones I listed, they didn't have HBO in there. But it's basically you add channels to it. So do you pay for cable? No, of course not. Okay, so some people pay for cable, and they could pay up to $200 a month or more for cable for the Mac, all the shows. So with Apple, what's really kind of neat about it. This is not unique to Apple. But I'm saying is you can pick and choose different channels and have a streaming platform platform that works exactly like cable does, where you have these different shows that you pay for through. It's a very clever yeah, idea. Yeah, but this, this isn't, this isn't, okay. It's a clever idea that Roku and Netflix, well, not Netflix, but Roku and other players have had like literally 20 years ago. So they're not, if, if you, this is one of the curious things about Apple TV plus or Apple, well, Apple TV and Apple TV plus actually, you know what? I actually missed a level of this. Apple TV is not just the physical item. It's also the software package, the streaming, the streaming platform in which you get these shows that you're talking about. So they can be from Apple TV plus, or they can be from HBO. The thing is that Apple TV plus soft, or, I'm sorry, that Apple TV software is now installed by default on most TVs you buy. So if you buy a TV, you don't need to get the little puck. You right. get you get this the platform on which you can stream Apple TV Plus or Netflix or Amazon Prime or whatever you want. Well, as far as I see it, the Apple TV box is nothing more than a fancy fire stick. Yes. That's all it is. Yes. Very expensive yeah. fire stick. How, do you have a fire stick? Uh, yeah, we don't use it though because you know, we have a smart TV. that has. Roku. We have a smart TV with the Roku oh. player built in, so why bother with anything? I, I have a TV that looks new, but it's not. It was one of the first large, and I don't want to seem like I'm one of those guys that buys the first or whatever's out there. I actually bought this huge, uh, up to, it was a monstrous TV for the time. I would tell you the inches, but I can't think of it right 42? now. 42? Is it 52 maybe? 50? Uh, it's 42 and 50 are the com most common sizes. Okay, so I think it's it's 50. And I bought it for my grandmother whose eyes are not so great. That's what I bought it for. How long ago did you buy it? S 10 years ago? Yep. Uh, Panasonic? No, it was this new product called... Uh, no, Vizio? Viz it was a new product called Vizio. Yeah. <laughs> Inexpensive large TVs. Anyways... Well, she passed away, and so I got the TV back, and it sat in my garage, because I didn't want a big TV in my living room, and it sat in my garage forever. Why did you not want a large TV in your living room? I don't want my life revolving around this big square screen. It doesn't have to be a revolve around it, but if you want to watch a movie, it's a good place to watch a movie. Yeah, that's why I have a nice, huge screen that we put in the backyard and we make a family day about it. Okay. <laughs> so anyways, I almost knocked over the TV and broke it. And I'm like, um, I'll just hang it on the wall. I'll just cave in. And then, the, but you're right. The whole family was happy. I was the only one unhappy about the big black box on my wall. <laughs> it's, well, I, it does take up a lot of space. And, and it's, it's black. 
It's ugly and black. Do you have a problem with things that are black, Christopher? Uh, well, I like all of my electronics black, but I know where you're going. Really? Don't you, be silly. I think that's uh, no. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of silly to have everything black uh, electronic wise. I mean, I I have two. Well, I don't like it all silver. No, silver is not. This should be colors. Or, you know, I have an Xbox 360, the original, which is white. And Going that looks back. way better than the newer black. Did you oh. like the apples when they were different flavors? Different <laughs> colors, yes. I don't Each color was a flavor. You could get berry Whatever. color, orange color, strawberry. I don't strawberry. care about the flavors. I just preferred the colors. <laughs> and these new things, you know, the rose gold and the space gray. Those aren't colors. Come on, man. It's just metal. Yeah, you're right. All right. So yeah. the thing is that I noticed about the TV Plus is that it's almost like you're paying for them to advertise for you to go to other channels. So there's a show I've been wanting to watch kilts. called Men in Kilts with two guys whose names rhyme. <laughs> and they're from a popular show. I think they're from Outlander, which and is a Scottish show, I think. But you have to have evil you have to have Apple Plus, I believe. And uh, no, it's that's just that's distributed it's on by stars. stars. Yeah. So you don't need Apple Plus or Apple TV for Do that. Do you have stars? No, of course not. It's five bucks a month for for one show. I'm not going to pay five bucks a month for one show. I think it's more than that now. Five dollars a month for six months. I don't know what it is after that. Probably goes up like most things do, but uh, I refuse that offer because I'm not paying 30 bucks to watch one show. We sound like a bunch of cheap beep. Well, the problem <laughs> with this reoccurring nonsense is that, you know, before you know it, you have a hundred or two hundred dollars worth of reoccurring uh, fees on your credit card every month. And that that really sucks it out of you. Okay, this is going to sound so lame. I was watching this documentary on Benny Hill. <laughs> okay, awesome. <laughs> and Benny Hill, toward the end of his life, was starting to accumulate a lot of wealth. But he was so cheap. He lived in this little dinky apartment in London, wouldn't spend any money. And he ended up, I know this is going to sound terrible, I'm going to get hate emails, he could not find any women. And I thought, and he had no children, so all of his money net didn't get passed out. How are you supposed to attract the opposite sex if you're willing to live in this little teeny apartment and not willing even to spend money for anything other than the newspaper? Well, maybe he was looking for people interested in his mind, Christopher. Yes. Bring somebody interesting or to Billy. a nice restaurant and talk about your minds. But <laughs> I... I, I felt bad for Benny Hill because he's, he, in my mind, I felt like he's almost uh, a pioneer of comedy for that period and uh, very clever. And yet I feel like he went home every day and his life was like the sad clown. Well, that's unfortunate, but at least he had his, you know, he had his um, career. <laughs> I'm assuming like half of the show is going to have that in the background. So, James, what was your impression of Apple TV Plus? I mean, I, I got a gist of it, but give me a give me a summary. I watched a couple of shows now, and this is not an original take on this, but I'm I now that I've seen a few of these shows, I'm going to agree with it. Apple TV Plus is trying to be the new HBO, and what I mean by that is HBO, when it eventually matured, started making its own content. In the in the early days, they were just basically a way to see movies on your TV, which was an amazing revolution. But then they migrated into making their own content, like shows like Six Feet Under, really deep, well-produced shows. And that's the sense I get from Apple TV+. Plus. There are other streaming services, Netflix and Amazon being the obvious two, who are trying to make their own content too. And they're going gangbusters. I mean, Netflix, I think, is coming out with one show every week, if not more. But Apple TV is 
Apple TV Plus, is taking a more restrained approach to it and just making top-end content. HBO went down the path of the R-rated TV show with shows like The Sopranos. Um, I don't think of the R rating being the goal. I think of No, that- no, but what I was going at, I'm sorry, is that Apple, I think, might ride the Disney line. We're like, ah, oh, we kind of like PG-13. I did notice that looking through their catalog, this seems really friendly safe for the most part. Yeah, and I, I like that because I like the idea that I can purchase a channel or Apple TV Plus, Apple, Apple Plus, and know that I can flick it on and it's going to be kid-friendly, which brings me to the next topic. I am a monstrous <laughs> Charles Schultz fan. I have loved his stuff. I'm really into like historical stuff, pre-peanut stuff, when he had this uh, cartoon called, called Little Folks. I love all the historic websites. I love reading about him. And they have what, James? Charlie Brown and Snoopy? Yes, two Snoopy shows. One's called Happiness Is, which is I have three copies of each of those books. <laughs> Don't ask me why. That's another whole, that could be a pop sub day. <laughs> and there's another show that he's doing. It's uh, it's not so much around, these shows aren't around Charlie Brown. These shows actually evolve more around Snoopy and Steph. Mm-hmm. For those of you that aren't really hip on Peanuts, Charlie Brown basically was uh, the cartoon author's uh, like other e- kind alter of like, ego? Um, yeah, I want to say alter ego, but I think he pulled from his own history. And Snoopy was completely fantasy. Like when you watch your dog and you're like sleeping and he's twitching and you're like, he's dreaming something. That's how I feel the whole thing that Snoopy's around. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so they, they have top tier content on there. I think that what we're getting at. But I'm and, just saying and, it's family top tier. And the, the funny thing about HBO now, it seems like they're just lost in the wilderness because there are so many different variations of HBO. I don't even know. You know, there's some shows I'm kind of curious about, but, you know, I don't want to pay for another service. But also, I'm just, I just don't understand their structure now because they've got Go and Plus, or maybe it's not Plus, but they just, I don't know how to get into HBO. Well, it reminds me of MTV. Uh, MTV stands for music television, or first they started doing spring break parties, then they started doing documentaries, then they started doing reality shows, and now that MTV is not MTV. I don't know what MTV is. I don't know what they do now. Well, yeah, I mean, it's always been garbage. Well, then they tried to fix it with VH1, and then that ended up turning into just a big, huge music documentary. You don't get to watch your favorite music groups, at least the pop, you know, it's all around pop culture, but you don't get to see who is the latest, greatest singer do a video anymore. Where do you go? It's YouTube or nothing. Yeah. Well, YouTube is, seems like they're taking over music in general. Oh, well, it's so easy to do because uh, there's no one doing it. And MTV dropped the ball. Anyways, that's how HBO I, is like. That's how I feel HBO is. I wonder, dropped the ball. Yeah. I wonder uh, if Apple TV Plus is going to maintain its sort of kid-friendly approach. Because one of the things I'm most excited about on Apple TV coming this year, at some some sometime this year, uh, is Foundation Series. Do you know that? Do you know what that I is? I don't. I don't. All right. So- Probably the seminal science fiction work of the 20th century was the Foundation series, series of books. I don't know. It was like a lot of books by Isaac Asimov. And it is a remark, badly written, but the, the, the arc is fantastic. The ideas in it are fantastic, but Asimov was not the best writer. 
but it looks, I've seen the trailer and it looks a little dark and you know, the series was a little dark, not super dark, but a little dark. So I wonder if, uh, you know, how long this is going to be maintained their kid, their kid friend, kid friendly stance. I don't know if this is because of age, but the, the cool things like the Arnold Schwarzenegger one liners don't make movies and entertainment and TV for me. It's the arc of the, the story. That's all I'm really interested. Is it going to go somewhere that's either unexpected or predictably where it should be? You know, I will say that's the other real strength of Apple TV plus is that these shows are so well-written and kind of outside the box enough that I don't know where they're going. They're, you get a sense and you're generally right, but it's still a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. It's a little bit like the HBO, like six feet under, you never knew where they were going to go. I, I didn't watch this. I, I couldn't get into the Sopranos. It, it really kind of disgusted me. I was a little bit grossed out by it. So I, I just could never get into it. it. I know that it mostly takes place. That's that show mostly took place in New Jersey and parts of New York, but being my family being from Brooklyn and, um, all the areas that my uncles and aunts used to live were pretty rough areas. And I watched that show. And for me, it, ex- it was like, it explained a lot. And so <laughs> I, I know, I know what this, does that mean? Okay. So, you know, James, I have a lot of conspiracy theories, I, but the thing is that like the Sopranos with the way the unions work and it, it's proof that an organization actually can manipulate a government system. I mean, um, FB- I don't think you can use a fictional show as proof. No, but the thing is, is that storyline paralleled a lot of the things that were going on in the 70s and the 80s for that matter. Okay. Uh, but again, don't use that as proof. Like, no, like not we, proof. We talked on Pop Sub, which you should listen to. We did a whole show on Emily Dickinson, the Emily Dickinson reboot <laughs> on Apple TV+. And Plus. I'm not trying to su- suggest- And I, I said specifically, you know, don't take this as historical fact. The activities that go on in that show- were real in the seventies. I've saw some of them in the eighties with my own, with my own okay. eyes. Like I said, I haven't seen the show, so oh. I, I can't say, I'm no. just saying don't take a fictional okay, account okay. as, as accurate. <laughs> and e, regardless of what they say, regardless of what they say, don't take it as factual. Well, what did you think of breaking bad? I, I liked it up until it, I liked the first few so it seasons. got really ugly. Yeah. I didn't understand why it went so ugly. It was really cute when he was, the cancer. <laughs> yeah, the cancer was so cute. No, yeah. Basically a good guy. Yeah. And and then he turned into, well, I guess spoiler alert. <laughs> he turned into really an arch villain. Uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see it. It didn't, I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. Well, that's what I'm talking about. The arc that where I grew up in Phoenix, North Phoenix, I had high school friends who are mild troublemakers, mild. Some of them straightened their lives up, but some of them went down some ugly paths and when I watched that show, I'm like, oh yeah, that's real. <laughs> that's real. Like the Jesse I knew kid. that innocent kid yeah. and he is not an innocent yeah. kid. He is a scary dude. <laughs> yeah. But this, well, we're talking about the adult though. So you think that he was fully formed as an individual by yeah, that that's point. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I don't know. I, I, I feel like most kids, their personalities are developed by the time they're 17, 18. Uh, the only difference is, will they, what are they going to do with that? <laughs> So just trying to steer back a little bit to Apple TV plus, uh, just on a technical level, I, they, even though it's five bucks a month, it's pretty cheap for a streaming service. 
even though they don't have, they don't have a lot of content, it's good quality content. And even, you know, movies of more than five bucks, if you want to, well, at some point if we go back to movies, but I think one of the generous points they have or spots they have in their service is that with that five bucks, you get five user accounts and six devices can stream at the same oh, time. Oh, I didn't catch that. Which is crazy. I mean, nobody else even comes close to that. So if you have a family, you can actually, you know, you can be a normal American family, everybody in their own room watching their own thing. Well, that's interesting. Which kind of sucks. The opposite just happened on Netflix. I got a notice saying you can have your five users, but you're going to have to pay more. And I'm like, what do I need five users for? I yeah. need one. You know, it's there's only one TV. Okay, so maybe two. You know, if you, your family members are watching things at different times, and there's sometimes an overlap, but uh, yeah, one or two accounts seems pretty no, pre, pretty normal, and that's what you normally need. But if you start to extend out and you start to have uh, adult children or children of a nearing adult age, it seems reasonable to have two or three active accounts. That makes sense. The, the big thing is, at least where I live, once everybody is on their own TV and they're all watching, the internet doesn't work so great anymore. Well, that's... Not a problem in, down here in the city where we have good internet. <laughs> and I will say there was Microsoft had the saddest damn ad I've ever seen in my life. Do tell. Uh, it was over Christmas and it was a shot of a family, like four or five people in the family. And it was of the dog. It was, it was focused on the dog walking around, going from person to person. Every person is on their own device in their own room, doing their own thing. And the dog's trying to get some attention and some love. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll pet you later or something like that. <laughs> and eventually the dog lies down and I think he starts dreaming. But and this was hurrahed as, as being, oh, what a great ad. It's, you know, it's talking about how we live our modern lives. And it's, <laughs> I just I thought it was the saddest damn thing I've ever seen. Nobody is interacting with a dog. Nobody's interacting with each other. They're, everyone's like in, a, in their own little prison cell. You know. We should talk about ads sometimes because I can't believe how many times I watch an ad and everybody's, oh, that's so deep. That's so heavy. You know, good, the whole black life. Oh, like the NFL was doing pushing the whole black lives things. And I'm like, oh, my God, that is so superficial. <laughs> Just like um, I don't think we can do. Let's too many, show an too ad about how cool we are with a multicultural uh, cast here for this commercial. Uh, instead of yeah. let's take those millions of dollars and go into some communities and it videotape it as you actually are helping the community. I th but I think instead, we're going to show how we, we support those who actually do the community. Well, I think what the NFL is missing there is that they could have a really impactful multicultural video if they just bring all the NFL owners to get, Oh, wait, no. That wouldn't work, would it? Oh, spoiler. All the NFL owners are, are white old men. <laughs> Maybe you start at home before you start criticizing other people. Oh, I'm saying. Hey, I want just a little more coffee. And then I, I want to quickly talk about um, the news this morning. I know we don't normally do the news on this show, but there was something kind of funny about my president. Oh, you're pre what, do you, what does that mean? What's upon a midnight dreary? Well, I was pounding weak and weary. Upon your phone, it looked so dreary. I got a suggestion that would make you cheery. It's gorgeous. They got floors with fishes and fairies, bubbles and berries, cats and canaries. So as you're looking for something a little unique, go to our website and go take a peek. That's G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S dot com. Gorgeous floor for the outrageous look. Okay, so my president, President Biden, is president right now. For, the, for those who are listening to this podcast 300 years from now. <laughs> Um, 
So the, the, this is the the this is the pre cryogenically frozen Biden. If yes. You, if you're listening 300 years from now, just so you know. <laughs> so I'm listening on the news this morning, and he is talking about how everybody's going to be anybody who wants to be vaccinated by May of this year. Vaccinated. That's an adult will be vaccinated. And vaccinated. The word is vaccinated. Okay, sorry. <laughs> vaccinated. You kids always trying to change the language. <laughs> Not here. This I, is the line. I wish here I and no kid. further. <laughs> so, no criticism, nothing. But my previous president, President Trump, he said the exact same thing. And people got pretty pissed off at him for saying that giving false hope is really not a wise thing to do. But it was the same date. It was both. They both said May. So I don't get how how that all went down. I don't. I don't understand what you're talking. Really, what you're talking about. I mean, I. I don't really know. I, it's specifically the 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 comments you're referring to that well, Trump President made. Trump said that know. they were going to get everything fixed by May. They were going to get vaccines of to everybody. Everybody got pissed off that he said that. Well, you know, if you look at their record, their record wasn't great because they said that by the end of January they'd have uh, 20 million people vaccinated, and they had two. So, yeah. They weren't doing so well. I don't know if I would put pull. But they anything. both said the same thing. Oh, you know you. Can, okay, well, how about we look at what they actually did as far as vaccines? Yeah. So uh, let's okay. see, let's see in let's May how let's many people it. have. No, I'm saying we we can judge uh, Trump's performance based on his numbers. His numbers were crummy. They were one tenth of what he promised. Versus and in May we can see how many vaccines are available and if and how well uh, Biden has done. How many vaccines do we have out now by three different companies? Three big ones? At least three. I think yeah, there are more Three now. big guys and some European smaller guys out there. Yeah, well, I don't think we want to talk about the Europeans and vaccinations. <laughs> well, the UK ordered oh, yeah. two uh, doses for every person in their country. Well, that's not really Europe anymore now, is it? So <laughs> when I'm sure talking not. about Europe, I'm talking about the mainland. That that blasted EU. I still think EU is a good idea. but Oh, I do too. I, I don't know if... I do not believe Britain completely leaving that was wise long term short term great idea long I don't think term, why why idea. why short term is probably worse well i guess i think it was both it was it was bad both ways the short term and long term not being british though i don't know really that it's really affects me or that i have much of a valued opinion on it i have a very valid opinion on it you ready here's the here's the sum of it why is it valid okay it's not valid. <laughs> <laughs> here's my opinion on the whole eu thing ready their competitor if they break apart and fall apart, it serves the United States. No, it doesn't serve. The, I, I disagree with you. It doesn't serve the United States. It serves China, Russia, and other blocks that have lesser power than the EU has. If the EU came together as a true state, especially if the UK was part of it, they would be a world power, a first world, not first world power. They would be a superpower. They would have the, the GDP that would be- uh, and, oh, Absolutely. And the GDP and the population and the uh, technological innovation that would uh, equal that of the United States. But I have the same opinion of those guys. I'd like, though, they're competitors too. I'd, I don't want them u- united But our fr- they're our friends. <laughs> You and know, have you have you seen this thing called Kanzuk? I don't believe I have. Okay, it's an idea, uh, but it's a combination or um, a union between Canada, Canada. I love that accent. Uh, did I have an accent? Anyway, isn't it Canada? Canada, <laughs> Canada. Duh. What's it? What? Okay, when you say a word too many times, <laughs> you know I can't get out of my own way Canada, right Canada, now. Canada, Canada, Canada. It is pronounced Canada. <laughs> Can- Go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's not your fault. I'm being really bad. Canada, Australia, 
and New Zealand. Oh, all the all the UK rejects. No, not. <laughs> okay, Australia, please direct your military offensive. At, no, I love those countries. I have nothing against them. They're, but. they're fantastic countries. No, that there were look there. There's an idea that if those three countries came together, they could create a, a a trading block and a defense block that would be very significant. Um, well, they're not smart a, not, people. That's the, not that's nearly the thing. not nearly as significant in the United States, but they would certainly go from being third tier to second tier. They would move up significantly from being. Um, um, they would make they would become a major power basically. Well, it'd be interesting to have countries unite that are cross waters. And it's not necessarily that they would unite; it would just be they would be they would create a block. So if you were you know Australian, you could have free access to the Canadian market, and all you could move there. You could in in New Zealand, Australia, and that would be pretty yeah. amazing, wouldn't it? And, and part part of the idea is that <laughs> is that they're all very similar in certain ways, and they're they they all speak the same language, they all have the same dem- democratic ideals, they all have basically the same goals when it comes to their military and their military defense posturing, and you know they're they're all friendly. Well, if you're talking about uniting everybody, I've always wanted Mexico to become part of the United States. Okay, I would, would love that be one, one of our presidents to invite a couple states into our union to secede from the Mexico as an example of how smooth we can make it happen. And this continent would be all the better for it. I think if the United States took a little healthier interest in our Southern neighbors, I think the entire stretch of this zone, you know, from South America to all the way through North America could be a little bit healthier. There's a couple things I love about Mexico. I love the culture, the people I've traveled all over Mexico and the people are generally beyond friendly and warm. The problem is I just don't like going to the beach with uh, machine guns going up and down with the federales. It's just not my thing. And I've gotten to the point where I got so tired of seeing that. I haven't actually been to Mexico in 25 years because I'm not going to bring my family around that. So I just have boycotted the whole country. I'm not going there. Um, I feel if somehow our government of our way of policing was down in the Mexican government. And then the resources that Mexico could give to the United States, we, it it would be a beautiful union. (laughs) And they even call their states states. We, we could become, this is going to, a lot of people are going to hate this. We could become a bilingual country. Aren't we already a bilingual country? Don't you think? Barely. I see a lot of Spanish stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying we're not, but once you get into the rural areas, it, it dissipates the bilingual attitude. Well, once you get into my house, it kind of does. Well, I should say my office, it dissipates. Well, and another thing is Belgium. Belgium has three languages. Only three? Are you sure Switzerland, it's only three? Well, officially. Switzerland has three official languages. It's so official in Switzerland that when you buy a product, it has three languages. <laughs> and it's a pain in the rear because I've had to do business with Switzerland. And I got to tell you, it's a pain in the rear for the marketing end. But in the long run, it's so worth it because you reach so many more people. It's well, so worth it. Not really in Switzerland because there aren't that many people there. I'm just saying um, in the United States to not market your stuff. I do not understand why Pat, why companies do not put Spanish on their products. It's the most ridiculous thing. It is basically saying, uh, I do not want your business. <laughs> I'm just like the color green is yeah. the most important thing it's to most uni- companies. So I don't get like so worried about offending people by having two languages on a package. This is, this doesn't, is, it doesn't, I don't get it. This is one of the things I think that just 
disturbs me most about the socialists and the communists, they don't understand the most powerful color in the world is green. If you can get two people to trade together, you can get them to be friends. Yes. I mean, there's cultures out there that their whole culture is built around money, which sounds silly, but they get along really well. I don't, I don't. I think all cultures are in some way are built around money and monetary or some kind of trade trading. system. I think trading. Yeah, because I mean, as humans, we that's our thing. That's that's really what separates us. I think from animals is this whole trade. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Leopards trade with other people. Well, trading might be a bit of a stretch. They take what they want. I'm not sure the, the leopards the like the cat or like leopards with the I, disease. I'm just leopards, kidding. not lep. <laughs> oh, leprechauns. Lepre- yes, leprechauns. Oh God, you know, it's getting Let's under- talk about the Irish for a while. I swear to God, I don't put any alcohol in that coffee, but somehow, <laughs> somehow by the end of this episode, you get so wonky. <laughs> so I just got a quick question. I can't question. even talk to you anymore. Whenever you see a rainbow flag, it's supposed to be about homosexuality. So what is up with the leprechaun and the rainbow always? Oh, those, you're talking about a flag versus a rainbow. <laughs> yeah. So I, there you go. Right there's the difference. I don't know how much more different you needed to be. So I went to a city one time down in Peru. And, 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 and you know, the, the, the LGB flag is more about unity and, you know, not just about homosexuality and whatnot. So there's this town called Cuscos. It's in Peru. And there's, uh, the city has a flag. like Cuscos? Yes. No. Coast Coast? Cuscos. Cuscos. Yeah, like the food. Glucose? It's spelled different, but it's the same. Cuscos. Yes. <laughs> Glucose? Glucose. Almost. Glucose. Anyways, their flag is a rainbow, and people always ask, why does everybody in the city have a, you know, a rainbow gay flag flying around? And I thought, uh, yeah, those are Americans. <laughs> well, that's a beautiful flag, man. So, you know. I'm into it. I, I, had, I, I still do have rainbow suspenders. Do you remember when we used to talk about flags? Yes. What happened to that? Uh, you. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm out of coffee, man. Hey, Christopher. Thanks for coming over. See you next week. Hey, James, thank you for having me again. Sure thing. Heatstroke is brought to you by Markers in Motion. If you'd like to contact Heatstroke, go to heatstrokepodcast.com. Don't you see me? Take a boo. Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. One. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be dark, dark brown. Oh, it's very brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee. Hi, this is Betsy. I want to tell you about the Children's Museum of Phoenix. If you're in Phoenix, planning to come to Phoenix, or just looking for something fun to do, check us out at the Children's Museum of Phoenix where you can come paint and climb and use your imagination. We're 100% fun and currently 100% outside. To find out more, visit us at childrensmuseumofphoenix.org. Hope to see you there. Have fun. Be playful. I was assuming. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't have to happen. Well, the, the curious thing about Apple TV Plus, too, I mean, this is kind of a silly thing, but Apple is known for making the tools that creators may use to make their content. So now they're also creating content. It just seems a little weird. I'm curious if they're using their own equipment. Dog fooding? <laughs> 
You know the dog fooding, the, the term dog fooding? It's no. when a company uh, it's, eats its own dog food. It's when they're using their own tools. And, and it's funny how many times Samsung has got, gotten caught out for using Apple phones to, to or Apple equipment or Canon, uh, professional Canon uh, photography equipment in their ads saying, oh, look at these great pictures you can make with your Samsung phone. Uh, actually, the EX, uh, EX, what's that? EXIF? The EXIF data shows that it was actually shot on a Canon. <laughs> Not on a Samsung phone. 